What's up, y'all? This is Chitty Bang, and I'm on the Renegade Millionaire Show, the podcast that profiles entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs. Join us as we go one-on-one inside the hearts and minds of some of our generation's best and brightest. And now, introducing your host, my friend, Sun Group Wealth Partners Managing Director, CNBC and Forbes.com contributor, Winnie Sun. Hi there, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Renegade Millionaire Show. It's your host, Winnie Sun. Thanks for tuning in once again. We are coming to you from beautiful Los Angeles here in TuneIn Studios. And it's a really special day today because I not only have my uh, sidekick Susie Day with me, but I have my very, very good friend, Mai Tran, who is CEO of Mai Couture with us. Thank you, Mai, for, for being here and making us look good on the radio. Love, love having them here. And uh, for those of you who may not know, I'm really active on Twitter. So if you have a chance, feel free to follow me there. I am Managing Director and Financial Advisor at Sun Group Wealth Partners. You may have seen me on CNBC, read my posts on Forbes. But if you haven't, please bookmark the show and check me out at winniesun.com so we can talk. I'm really excited about today, as you know, because there is something that I love to do. And maybe many of you might like to do, and that's eat. Do you like to eat? I don't know about you, but it seems like my favorite pastime these days because don't get to do much more but meet clients, do shows like this, and eat. So I don't know. One of my guilty pleasures is watching a show called Top Chef. And if you heard these shows before, you know how excited I am to meet these young chefs. I say young because they just seem to get younger and more (laughs) talented. But today's uh, guest is a guest by the name of Mei Lin, who, if any of you have watched Top Chef knows, she is one powerhouse in a tiny little package, I should say. (laughs) And she's sitting right next to me here, but let me kind of tell you a statistic. I just wanted you to get a feel just how unique she is. There's certainly no shortage of women in the hospitality industry, and namely restaurant industry. But did you know that they, even though there are so many of them, that they still make up actually a very small percentage of executive chefs. A lot of them will reach the ranks of sous chef, but executive chefs in the world, very little. Even less than corporate CEOs. And then, you know, in my industry, there are so few women. The statistic is even less as it pertains to female executive chefs. And in fact, the number is somewhere around 23%. This was in 2006 and 19% in 2010. So that's unfortunate. It seems like the number is actually decreasing. And, um, and it's female CEOs, whereas makes up about 24%. So with that, welcome, May. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Well, I, I got to do a rundown. So May, you came to LA or t- tune in here in an Uber because that's what you do. Yeah, I Uber around. It's the best uh, <laughs> best way to get around in LA, in my opinion. I don't have a car, so um, Uber works. Does it? Quite well. <laughs> so you, you get around everywhere. I know you are in Orange County yesterday. Did you get take an Uber all the way to Orange County? Too? No, I, I had a friend. We, we drove down together. So Cool, cool. Yeah. So those of you who watch this show, you'll be very jealous to know. I actually was jealous because I saw it on social media. They actually had, there was actually three top chefs in Orange County just hanging out and talking. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of fun. <laughs> And I heard they went to Little Saigon, so that must have been a treat. I can imagine the people that saw you guys walk through that door. No. 
<laughs> well, I got to run through your bio real quick because I just thought it was so fascinating. So those of you, bear with me here. Those of you who've watched the show probably know some of this. But, you know, did you know that May grew up working alongside her family in a family-owned restaurant in Detroit, of all places? I didn't know there were that many Chinese people in Detroit. There aren't. Um, there are a few suburbs, um, sur- the few uh, surrounding suburbs of Detroit have a high um, Asian population, but my sub uh, my suburb that I lived in, in mm-hmm. Dearborn, was not one of them. So I was probably pretty singled out as oh, a kid. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, that must have been fun. <laughs> no, it was fun. Being the minority is definitely... Cool, it's, right? It's, it's good, yeah. Yeah, I think you need to embrace it. Yeah. I think there's like definitely benefits to that. I think so. So I hear you're, so your parents put you to work. They yes. had you peeling onions, cleaning vegetables. Yeah. Typical Chinese parents. Yeah. Yeah. They don't, don't touch anything. Just do this prep work. Yeah. Free, free labor. Let's yeah. get to work. And then Start them young. <laughs> start them young. <laughs> and so, but, but even though they had you work in the kitchen, I guess from what I can see here, your parents weren't too keen on you being a chef. They wanted you to be a doctor and a lawyer. Yeah. Well, that's a first. I've never heard of Asian parents wanting that. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's just it's just like one of those things where, you know, they don't, you know, they're doing that job. They're working, you know, 12 to 16 hours a day, six six days a week, seven days a week. And, you know, they don't want that for their children. They want a better life for them. So it's like, you know, get a better get a better education and, you know, go to college and and do something and be successful, you know. So, I mean, that's their reasoning. So it wasn't anything like, you know, too crazy, but... Um, it's just traditional, really oh. traditional parents. Yeah, they loved you. You know, they wanted better for you. Mm-hmm. But they started you in the kitchen. So yeah. obviously, uh, it turned out you you were actually turned out you you were a little bit talented in the kitchen. You end up doing pretty well because I see that. Okay, but this is I thought this was funny. So in two thousand four to two thousand ten, she worked at Best Buy and she moved <laughs> up to, to customer service and checkout supervision. Okay, for any of the, of you who have seen this show, I cannot see people in line at Best Buy coming up to May and saying, "I got a problem with my DVD player." I would be afraid that May would slap me down on the cutting board and chop my head off. You know what's funny is a lot of people have said that too. It's like you don't really have the personality to be a customer service like supervisor. But um no, I mean it was it was like a job right out of high school, you know, it's retail. It's you were like, in a blue shirt. Yeah, blue shirt. Did yeah. you get employee discounts? I did. Yeah. yeah. So that that made it cool, right? Yeah. So that made it worth it. <laughs> And then from there, I don't know how this happened, but from Best Buy, then you went and worked for Michael Simon. Where was the segue here? Everybody well, it was, um, it was kind of like um, in between as well. Um, I, I worked at Best Buy. Um, I kind of went back into it um, just as a part-time job because, you know, you, kinda, you have to pay rent and, <laughs> you, know, make, you know, working as a cook, you don't make any money. So, you know, you kind of have to get a second job and that... What do you mean you don't make any money? Um, You're not even paid minimum wage? Minimum wage, but living in a city like San Diego, you you don't make any... You know, you have to... You have to make rent and Mm -hmm. it's expensive to live there. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow, that's That's, hard work. Yeah. So you're cooking for other people and then you're working best by the same time just to keep afloat. Exactly. So, so... So this restaurant, Michael Simon's Roast. That was in Detroit. That's in Detroit. Yeah. Okay. So I grew up in um, that restaurant. Um, and that was my first professional uh, kitchen job. What did you do there? 
Um, I started out in Garmage, uh, worked up. What's that? Garmage is the, like the salad station. Oh, very cool. That's a yeah. cool name. Garmage. <laughs> Good thing they yeah. don't call it salad station. <laughs> <laughs> so Garmage is pretty much cold line. Okay. Um, so you work, um, you Garmage is like a station where you start off most of your um, your entry level cooks, and so I work that station. You can't mess up veg- veggies. You can. I mean, it's it's Garmage is not an easy place to work. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of different knife cuts, so you know you oh, okay. you have to know your knife skills, and um, you know it's 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 definitely not easy. No no station in the kitchen is easy, to be honest. So well, we saw your knife skills on the show. You said yeah. some pretty mean skills. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. the girl can cut. So let's talk about that. Then you've also worked with some other really fun chefs. Sea House, uh, Marcus Samuelson in Chicago. Oh, so they went to Detroit and went to Chicago, and then Wolfgang Puck. Yeah, and um, in Vegas. And then tell me about this. So you also won the 2014 Eater Young Gun winner. What does that mean? You eat really well. What's an Eater Young Gun? <laughs> um, it's Eater is a. Um, is an online platform for a lot of different uh, like food media. Um, it's it's really popular, but um, they have a contest every year. Um, you get nominated to be an Eater Young Gun. It's pretty much like you're up and coming in the industry, um, and I won that last year. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Congratulations. Thank you. A big deal. So let's talk about then your segue over to Top Chef. Did they come find you? Did you audition? How did that work? I mean, it was a little bit of both. I mean, I think um, I got recommended to do it, and um, it it was something that I never really wanted to do, something that I was never really interested in. Um, Competition, I mean, I'm really focused, and, uh, you know, I like competing. I like, you know, doing that, but I didn't want to do it on television. So I was kind of like, ah, should I do it? Should I not? Like, we'll see. So, you know, I I went ahead and did – the audition, or I went in and uh, went to the casting and, and you know, filled out the 40-page application, you know, and, and I was just like, oh, this is 40 pages. This is, how am I going to make it through this? But, you know, the casting is, it takes a long time to go through that process. So, um, you know, just, you know, having the patience to go through all that, I'm like, all right, well, I went through all of this, so I, I guess I should just go through go through with it. Did you feel like you had some sort of advantage because you were being trained by existing Top Chef contestant? No, I don't, I, I don't think so because, you know, every single season there's a lot of different challenges and, uh, you know, there's there's just different things that, that go on. You know, it's, a di- it's in a different city and, um, you know, every, every season's different. So you couldn't really you know, get prior training to going on the show or anything like right. that. Right. You could so. watch the show and probably train yourself because we'll I guess. That. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this. So, I mean, that bears the question, why cooking? You obviously were talented at many, many things. Your parents weren't that keen on you going into the kitchen. So what was your inspiration to cooking? Um, I'm not good at anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I know. You know, I originally uh, – went into school for nursing and, um, you know, halfway through, um, before applying to nursing school, I was just kind of like, ah, this, I, this is not what I want to do. You know, I'm not happy doing this. So, you know, I kind of, you know, I, I left, I left school for a little bit. And I'm like, what, what do I, what do I like doing? What do I want to do for the rest of my life? And, you know, cooking, like 
cooking was one of those things that I really enjoyed doing and I wanted to pursue. So, you know, I dropped out of school and, and went to culinary school and that, you know, that, that was how that happened. So your parents must have had a, a cow when this happened. I didn't tell them. Oh, you didn't? So, I didn't tell them. So you just applied to culinary I just, school? I just, I just dropped out and, and applied to culinary school and didn't tell them for a while. But how do you afford culinary school? <laughs> I had to get a job. So that's the best way I did? <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So, you know, tru- uh, tuition reimbursement, stuff like that. You know, they, they, you know Best Buy offers a lot of um, great benefits for, for their full-time employees. So um, that helped me out a lot. Thank you, Best Buy. Thank you. Thank yes. you. That's awesome. <laughs> Wow. So you really, so you and your heart, you knew this was what you wanted to do. So yeah. you did whatever you needed to do. Yep. So where did you go to culinary school? What state were you in at this point? Um, I was in Michigan. I okay. uh, went to culinary school at Schoolcraft College in Livonia. Mm-hmm. And um, it's actually one of the best culinary schools um, in Michigan, not if not the country. Wow. So um, studied under a lot of um, certified master chefs. So um, that's pretty special. Pretty um, prestigious as well. So yeah, and you're a force. I mean, I saw that you know you, when you were working. There was one restaurant. If you remind me of, you worked at a restaurant. and You started as a a line cook, and you moved up as sous chef in six months' time. Mm-hmm. That's that's a big deal, right? In a restaurant, yeah. a big restaurant. Yeah, yeah, very cool. So tell me, okay, so when you finally did tell your parents, I mean, obviously it wasn't like what Melissa King did when it came out to her parents, but when you finally did tell your parents, say, hey, mom and dad, I'm now going to be a chef. Or, or you, did you they actually found my knives and they're like, what is this? <laughs> I'm like, um, I'm just holding them for a friend. They're like, what? What do you mean you're holding knives for a friend? I'm like, all right, fine. I, 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 I'm, I'm cooking. And they're like, wait, what? Like, I don't understand, like, what's happening? Like, what is this concept <laughs> of you cooking? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like studying to be a chef. And they're like, uh, all right, um, that's not okay. <laughs> so it, it was kind of like a, a, weird, a weird thing with us for a while, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> At what point, I mean, they must be okay with it now, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. yes. That that daughter turned out to be on TV and won. I mean, yeah. Asian I mean, I think you know. I think for them, um, they just kind of, you know, they they make they have, they own a Chinese restaurant. So, I think they're thinking like, oh, what kind of food is she making? Like, oh, like they're making she's making Chinese food. Like, oh, okay, you know, that's you know, no, I don't want I don't want her, my daughter to do that. Mm-hmm. So I think you know, after watching the show and they they saw like the type of um the type of plates that I was producing, they were kind of like, "Oh, that's the kind of food you're making? Like what?" It's like um, art. that's Where did you even learn how to do that? You know, mm-hmm. I remember getting a call um after the finale and and my mom was like, "That's the kind of food you were cooking? Like where did you learn how to do that?" And I'm just like, um, training other different people and just kind of learning different techniques and stuff like that. So she was just like, "Oh, had I known that, like, okay, I'm like, uh, all right, like. <laughs> I know it was crazy. I didn't know if those of you who watched the show, there was one dish. I mean, there's so every single one of the dishes to me was so much fun because it was not only looked. Del- I mean, unfortunately, the show. The problem with the show is we're not able to taste any of the food that you cook. Yeah. But we get to see it, and so visually, you gave us a treat because there's one. There was one of your last. Dishes. It was dessert 
dish, mm. right? And you made something look like dirt or something like that, <laughs> like different <laughs> textures. It was incredible. Snow or something yeah. like that, too. It was incredible. I mean, that certainly couldn't have been easy. It's, it's not um, – I mean, I think that, that challenge was um, challenging because, you know, we had to uh, make a dish inspired by a certain literature – from a certain author. Um, I thought, you know, there's there's so many things that go through your head and you're like, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? But you don't have that much time to think about it because you, you know, right after the challenge is uh, told to us, you know, we're going to the store and we're buying stuff. So you have to have something. So you really like, are running around. around. Yeah, we're, we're running around. Like the time is very, very accurate on the show. So, um, you know, I'm just kind of like, all right, well, he was very in, uh, uh, Henry David Thoreau was very into vegetarianism, so um, I, you know, decided to make a vegetarian dish. So I uh, went to the store and, and and got every single vegetable possible and um, made a dish. So inspired by the book Walden, it was a pretty awesome dish. Yeah. Do you, it was you, tasty. <laughs> have you recreated that dish since? I haven't. No. <laughs> So like I'm excited about hearing this. So so where where what do you do now? What are you up to? Um, you know, I'm just traveling around a lot. Um, just doing a lot of charity uh, charity dinners, a lot of food festivals. Um, just keeping busy. Um, there's a lot of things going on, but you know, there's there's a future project that I'm working on. So um, hopefully when it comes closer, I'll I'll be able to announce. But yeah, it's really exciting. I mean. Selfishly, I really want to taste your food, and I'm sure everybody else does too. I mean, you are one incredible force, yeah. and you're tiny. Thank you. I mean, <laughs> I can imagine that that must be an advantage in the kitchen because you're probably that much faster than everybody else too. Kind of <laughs> depends. <laughs> Shorter legs, though, so not that fast. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's talk about that. What was it? I guess you know. For someone like your personality, which I know is spunky, but also, you know, you're not exactly the traditional, you tell me what to do and I'll just do it type of girl. So, I mean, you were put in a situation at Top Chef where you were away from your phone, you were away from civilization that knew you for, for several months. You did tell your parents you were going on this show, right? No. You didn't? They just. No. So how would they even know that you were alive? So you would just do your weekly call? No, I just told them I was traveling. Out and of you, the country. You generally don't call your parents when you no, travel. No, I call them once a uh, once a week. But when I'm when I'm like traveling outside outside of the country, they're like, oh, okay, they're like that's fine. Like obviously, they don't want me to spend money on on making a phone call. But but yeah. Oh, I that's see. What, that's what I told them. So <laughs> they thought like, you were oh, out of the country. All right, sure. Yeah. Where, which country do they think you were at? Hong Kong. <laughs> <laughs> Top chef, Hong Kong. <laughs> I love this. So I guess what surprised you about being on the show? Um, honestly, to be able to um, build relationships with all the other chefs. I think all of us came into the uh, the same came in with the same mindset that, you know, we're here to win this competition. We're not here to make friends. So um, it's funny to see that um, tables turn really, really quick. You know, we all have the same things in common. You know, we all cook and um you know, you, you live in the same house for, you know, weeks upon weeks. You can't help but make friends. So, yeah, you know, just building these relationships with all these different chefs, it's it was probably, like, the best experience. A lifelong experience. Yeah. Huh? I know. I met up with your buddy 
Melissa King in San Francisco, and, yeah. and she talks about you like she does. Like we're like sisters. Blood, blood. yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And in yeah. fact, when I'm talking to her, I can sense that she misses you. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I was like bummed that I couldn't um, like see her here in town this uh, this past weekend. We're gonna convince her to fly down. Don't you worry. <laughs> I, I got. I'm on a. Well, mission. I was up there and she was down here, so that was kind of funny how that worked out. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Well, so let's talk about your chef mentors. Who are your mentors? Who do you look up to? And and for what reason? Um, you know, obviously, um, I've, you know, I worked under uh, Michael Voltaggio for a long time. And, you know, he's uh, definitely one of the chefs that I look up to. Um, he's taught me a lot, you know, in the kitchen. So I know you, we saw you on the show. I mean, you had nothing but amazing things to say about him. So he must have, you know, he, he definitely got a lot of love on the show. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, just working for him and, and just seeing what kind of plates that he puts out, you know, he's definitely um, an, inspire, an inspiring figure to me every single day. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, um, you know, for in the competition, I obviously wanted to prove something to him that I could, you know, the, win the show. But, um, you know, also shown that, you know, he taught me a lot and he's the reason why I'm, I'm winning as well, you know. Out of respect. And, mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and, you know, another mentor of mine is uh, Chef Eric Klein in, in Spago, uh, at Spago in Las Vegas. Um, he was actually the one who taught me how to cook, mm. you know, like cook properly, you know, um, you know, respect ingredients and, you know, just just have like a love for food. And he's like he's my like culinary dad. Oh, yeah. He must love that. Yeah. He must know you feel this way about yeah. him too. Exa- yeah. Very we're, cool. We're close. So yeah. you, you got your uncle and your dad. Exactly. Well, mm-hmm. older brother. Older brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mike. <laughs> Very true. Very true. So um, let me ask you this. So if someone were listening to you today and they say, I want to be on Top Chef and I want to win, what would you tell them? How would, what would they need to do to win? Uh, you know, just keep your head in the game and, um, you know, just come into the mindset that you're, you're there to win. You're there to, to work. And, um, you know, you, you'll, go, you'll go far in the competition. Um, just, you know, cook what you know. Don't do anything too crazy. Um, obviously, there are are there certain challenges where you know you can step out of the box, but you know definitely do what you know, and do it well. Keep it simple. That's actually a philosophy you could take on pretty much any career. But exactly. Do what you do, do what you love, and just keep focused and don't get too crazy, mm-hmm. right? That's so true. So you know, let's talk about that. So you you won, and um, you so you came into I, I read one hundred twenty five thousand. So that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it's not going to change your world, but that's pretty good. So what would you do with the money? Um, I actually put some of it away, um, right. gave some of my parents, um, you know, just, just to help them, you know, retire, retire quicker because, uh, you know, they're, they're still working and they're, you know, they're, they're getting pretty old, you know, and, and they're working to put my brother through, through school. So hopefully he gets done soon. <laughs> Hope he does too. Yeah. We saw him on the show, man. You were a little rough on him. You know, but that's like the nature of our uh, relationship. And it's like, you know, he he knows. Like, of course, we're tight. You know, we're older now, and um, it's just it's funny because we've we're always gonna have that type of relationship. It's like I pick on him, and he's just kind of like, okay, whatever, you know. <laughs> well, you end up kind of sort of pulling you through, so that was good, yeah, right. Yeah. So that that was good. That was good. So. What's next? What's next on the horizon for you? 
uh, you know, just trying, you know, just working on a lot of different projects and uh, surprises. Yeah, surprises. more TV, no TV, no more TV. <laughs> <laughs> no more TV. <laughs> I think people will be disappointed, but I think we, we're gonna have to get you in a tiny bit more. TV. You know, there there are certain, there are a few different types of chefs. You know, the chef who wants to be on TV, mm-hmm. who wants to be a TV personality, uh, the chef who wants to be in the kitchen, and you know, a chef that's kind of the in between. Um, mm-hmm. I'm the one that just wants to be in the kitchen. You know, I, I want to be in the kitchen. I want to put out uh, great food for you know all my all my guests and patrons. So. Um, th- that's what I want to do. Where would you ideally, if you had your choice on where to cook, where would you want to cook? Where part of the country? I think I want to stay here in LA. Cool. Yeah. Family here? Oh, no, family's in no. Detroit still. Right? Yeah. So what is it about LA that you like? Uh, you know, I think I just, um, I started out, like I started like building a name for myself here. So I think it's, um, I think it makes sense for me to start here. Okay. And then expand elsewhere. Well, then we'll have to find you a place here in L.A. Yeah. And make some friends. <laughs> make some phone calls. Exactly. Favorite, favorite ingredient to cook with? Favorite ingredient? Um, I love fish sauce. <gasps> okay. <laughs> have you made your own fish sauce? I have not. I challenge you to fish, cha- fish sauce challenge. You know, that might stink of my apartment. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have done it a long time ago, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's so awesome. All right. I always ask this question, being a financial advisor. First real check. So it might be this $125,000. First real check. What was one thing you bought for yourself? A vacation. Sweet. Where did you go? I went to Japan just uh, a few Research weeks ago. Research and development. Exactly. R&D. Yeah, cool. Were they loving you there? Um, I was loving them there. <laughs> I'm so obsessed with, like, the culture in Japan and, uh, you know, just the type of food that they, you know, their philosophy on food is very simple. And I respect that a lot. So I was um, I was in awe of, you know, everything, every single thing that I ate there. Did they recognize you in Japan? No. (laughs) (laughs) I doubt it. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, thank you, May, for being on the show. You rock it. And we are so proud of you. Oh, for sure. Anytime. And you have to come back. Yeah, because definitely. We, do a few more. <laughs> we, we, we can't get enough of her. But with that, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show as much as I did because I'm telling you, I am May's biggest fan. I can't wait till she gets her restaurant in L.A. So those of you who do have a space looking for an amazing chef, you need to call her a girl because we need to chase her food. And so with that, a, a huge, huge thank you to me. Uh, this is Winnie Sun. Thanks for tuning in to the Renegade Millionaire Show. To learn more about me, check out WinnieSun.com. Follow me on Twitter. Hashtag SunGroupWP or at SunGroupWP, I should say. And how can we keep in touch with you, May? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, on updates. Okay. And and what are those handles? If you could give them to us. Uh, they're both the same. It's uh, at Maylin21. Perfect. And thanks again. Until next time, guys, talk to you soon. Thank you.